definitely human. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 45. It's spring and I am about to go and drive a tractor for the first time. Just walking into the yard, going through this big metal gate. Um, so I'm just looking at the tractor now. We had it delivered last week. Basically, the tractor that we got secondhand a few months back, it's been having a couple of problems. It is a green John Deere tractor, very much the image of a tractor if you were to think of one. I did learn to drive a New Holland tractor last year, but with Nigel here and his 41 years of experience, I never really took it out and just drove it unless he was with me because I just was so scared of bumping into something, trashing something, I don't know, causing a lot of damage. As usual, I'm quite clumsy. But now, obviously, Nigel's left. I really need to learn how to use all the equipment. So we got this tractor delivered last week, and we also got a grass topper, which is basically like, if you imagine, like a beard trimmer. It's like a tractor with a beard trimmer attachment but it's a lawnmower so I need to go out round and mow the grass strips especially around this time of year the grass is growing up really tall really fast and so you really need to be going out every week every other week just to sort of take the heads off things um, and it's called a topper as well because when you've got sheep out in the field they don't like to eat the thistles and the nettles and so you go out there and you take the tops off which just basically kills the weeds and means there's more things for the sheep to eat also, when the grass goes to seed, it sends out a stalk that's very kind of brittle and, you know, you'll see it waving in the wind. And when sheep walk through that, they've obviously got hooved toes and um, the grass cuts in between their hooves. And if you see a limping sheep in a field, it's probably that they've walked through too many bits of long grass that have gone to seed and it's quite painful, like lacerating their feet. So we like to go out and top the grass, keep it short and also encourage new growth. So they've got lots to feed on throughout the year. Um, anyway, I think I'm procrastinating. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this guy arrived last week to drop it off and I've been procrastinating all week. He taught me how to use it because I said I haven't driven this one before. Can you like sort of show me what to do? Um, so I've written lots of notes in my phone of how he showed me. Um, 
A tractor is kind of like a car in that it has, I mean, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's, it's like a driving thing. Of course, it's kind of like a car. But I mean, it's got lots of gears like a car. And each gear has four different speeds that you can go into, which is very confusing if you've only driven a car like me. I'm going to get the keys. And so I had it in first gear and I had it on the top speed thinking that I was going in third gear and I took my foot off the clutch and the whole tractor lurched forward at such an alarming speed and rate that the guy teaching me how to use it grabbed my arm in absolute terror. And so (laughs) I just said, okay, um, you take over now. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to have to drive it around the fields and learn. And yeah, I think I need to adjust the seat first off because my feet are barely touching the pedals. So that would help. Morning, Puds. Are you coming to see me make an absolute fool of myself? Hello. She's probably wondering who I'm talking to. Hello. Yeah. All right. I can't hang around stroking you all day. It's just more procrastination. Okay. Hear that seat. (laughs) Okay. Closing the door. I am in. I have the key in my hand. Uh, where can I put my smoothie? Is there a cup holder in this thing? I don't think there is. A parking brake. Oh my god, guys, I'm scared. Okay, I need to re-familiarise myself with what is going on in here. How do I adjust the seat? I could not figure out how to adjust this seat. I've just been spending like a few minutes pressing every single button. So I think maybe I need to turn it on first. It's in park. What can go wrong? Okay, I'm literally so nervous, guys. Okay. Do I need to have my foot on the clutch to turn it on? Oh my god, it's so far away. Ooh! Oh my god, what's that mean? Okay. Why is it beeping? Oh my god. Oh, I've got the indicator light on. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. Now let's see if this seat adjusts. Nope. Turn off the radio. Ooh, there's a little armrest. How cozy. Oh, I just figured it out. Okay. Oh, I'm going to strap myself in. I've adjusted the seat. And now I'm just going to drive it out of the shed. How difficult can it be? Okay. Oh, it's fine. Oh my God, we're moving. Oh my God, we're moving really fast. Okay. Literally. Oh my God, I'm so scared. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm going to do hard, hard left. Getting out the shed is one thing, good God. Okay, this isn't right at all, I'm gonna have to reverse. Okay, I'm gonna have to reverse it. Reverse it right into the telehandler, break both tractors at once, please don't do that. Okay. Okay. God, I literally can't do this. Okay. Oh, crikey. Okay. So, so nearly out, but am I going to hit the wheel? Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, I'm out the shed. I'm so high up. This thing is terrifying. Oh my god. Okay, can I just put this in a lower gear? Like, why does it have to go so fast? Okay, just take your foot off the clutch and just let it roll. Okay, we're rolling. We are rolling. Oh, 
actually, once you just take your foot off the clutch and just let it go, it's not actually going that fast. Oh my God, it's going so slowly. Okay, <laughs> it's going the perfect speed, to be honest. If I can just go around the farm, at, I can't even tell, what am I doing? Two miles an hour, yeah, that would be great. Two miles an hour is the perfect speed for me. Okay, I'm in the vineyard field. I've got it up to third gear. It's so beautiful actually sat on top of the tractor. I can see over all the hedges. I can see right out to the sea. Um, the estuary at the moment is lots of like sand banks and the water's just snaking out. But I really should be concentrating on where I'm going and not looking at the view. Okay. Ah, oh, once you get it going, I think it's just driving it in the sheds is absolutely terrifying because there's so many walls and sort of entrances and low ceilings. But this is amazing. I can't believe I'm actually driving a tractor, guys. What is going on? Right, I'm gonna give it a few spins and then I'm gonna try and do the mowing of the grass. Let's just get used to driving the tractor first. Okay, so I've driven it around the field a few times. I've worked out the different gears. I think the thing that's most terrifying is the brakes don't seem to work. I think the lever that you do to go forward or back, it has a neutral. So if you wanna stop, you flick it into neutral, which is obviously very weird to get used to if you're a car driver. But anyway, I'm feeling a little bit more confident. Now I'm ready to get the grass topper in action. Um, it's called a sniper. So let's lower it or turn it on. I don't even know if I've got it low enough. It doesn't look like it's low enough. It makes a horrifying metal sound in the beginning. Oh God. Okay, so I just need to rev it, get it to like 540 revs. And that should be cutting, I think. It looks like it's cutting, although I don't think I'm actually cutting any grass right now. Okay, I think now we're cooking with gas. We're chopping grass. Woohoo, I've done it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, now there's acres to do. Okay, the grass topper is working and now I'm going out and I'm mowing the field. I will report back once I've finished. Okay, mowing, mowing, mowing. Oh my God, okay. Okay, oh my God. I've finished on the tractor. I've mowed all the grass strips around the fields and I have just managed to park it back in the yard. I am shaking. I'm so fueled on adrenaline. Oh my God. I hope I didn't tear the field up too much. I feel like I was having to go over and back because I kept missing bits and it was raining last night. So the ground's a little bit wet, even though we're on top of the hill. So I can see my tire marks um, and I scalped it a little bit where you can see the soil but I'm hoping with the weather it's just going to grow up really quickly again. That was exhilarating but totally terrifying like to move the tractor into reverse there's like a one to two second delay and so when you're on a hill and you're sort of going towards the fence trying to change into like stop going forward and reversing and there's just that little bit of delay where your heart skips a beat and you think oh my god it's not going to do it I'm just going to keep driving I'm just going to keep going but that didn't happen. I did do exactly what I thought I would do and that's bang into a gatepost but I think I only just skimmed a little bit off of it. Um, I had the topper a little bit to the left and I drove through the gatepost. The gateway is so narrow that it can only just fit the tractor basically and so yeah I didn't have any leeway on either side and so I've already given it Charlie's mark and sort of made a scratch on the side but we always knew that was going to happen. Oh right take my belt off and get out of here. 
Oh my god, guys, I did it! I'm, like this is this is farmer level. I mean, it's farmer level like two, isn't it? Let's be real. But I feel like a real farmer now. I even had to stop and refuel halfway through, which was a whole other thing. Oh my god, my my legs are like jelly. <sighs> right, time to go out and enjoy the day. It's a nice sunny day, and I can just yeah give myself a pat on the back that I did it. I am Nigel too. <laughs> So I can't believe this time of year has come along so soon, but we are planting the other half of the vineyard. It feels like only yesterday when we were planting our little baby vines in the first half of the vineyard. But it's been one year and now it's time to plant the other half, which we're doing with the same varieties of Sauvignac and Solaris. Generally, the vines have been growing pretty well. Um, we've lost about 1%. So of the Sauvignac, we lost 10 vines, which I thought, oh my God, what have we been doing wrong? Like what's going on? Um, they grew in the first year. And then for some reason, after we pruned them, they haven't grown since. Um, and I just got Tom from the vine planting company to walk around with me. And he said it might be just because they sort of put all their effort, all their little tiny vine effort into growing in the first year. And then after we pruned them, they were just like, OK, we've given all we can do. And like, that's it. And they won't grow anymore. So it's such a shame. I'll have to hand plant more in once we get them at the end of the season. As you can hear, the uh, vine planting is all happening behind me. The little tractor that we had last year, which is just tick, 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 planting them in behind. There's two men feeding the vines into the tractor. And um, yeah, they're planting them in rows. We've got about 20 rows to do, and there's about 100 vines per row. So they're planting up the two acres today. They said we've got absolutely perfect soil conditions, which I'm so happy about because, as I told you guys, it was a bit of a problem sort of getting it here. Um, using the rotavator, we've managed to get the soil so powdery and fine as if we were planting vegetables that, yeah, they're super, super excited about it and think, well, excited. I'm excited about it. I don't think they're excited about it. The vine planting guys, they started last week and they've got three more weeks to do of just like constantly planting vineyards. So I imagine it's a pretty intense schedule. Because there were a lot of frosts last year, the nurseries in Germany weren't actually able to secure as many Solaris as we would have liked. And not only that, but I think a lot of the UK are planting a lot more Solaris than usual. The Chenin Blanc and the Chardonnay and the Pinot Noir is still the most preferred grape to plant here. But these sort of underdogs of grapes, like the ones that we are planting, um, are sort of coming up and becoming more and more popular, especially on small sites such as ours. With the Sauvignac, it was quite difficult to secure a 1,000, let alone the Solaris was really difficult. We only managed to secure 500 Solaris versus the 1,000 we had last year. No, we had 1,800 last year. Sorry, <laughs> my head. And then the Sauvignac this year. So we had to get SO4 and Fercal. And this just means the way it's grafted. So last year we had Fercal. That's kind of the pretty standard soil grafting that you would expect for soil types as ours. The SO4, they managed to find a thousand of those. So we've got 1500 Sauvignac going in, 500 of the Fercal and a thousand of the SO4. And the SO4 is treated for chalky soil types. So it's far more likely to be planted in places like Dorset where they have really chalky soil. We do not have chalky soil here at all. There is no chalk whatsoever. So apparently the vines are going to be a little bit more vigorous and they're going to take a little bit more management but that's fine I'm here on the site every day and I'm willing to wrangle with the vines <laughs> already the Solaris compared to the Sauvignac is so much more vigorous um, it's unbelievable hence why we've lost 10 because they just totally gave up the ghost but the Solaris has been really really happy on this site so hopefully the SO4 Sauvignac will be the same 
Oh God, I can't believe it's this time of year already. I'm so excited. It's only taken them an hour to plant 2,000 vines. The way the tractor is is just so speedy. It's amazing. And how they managed to get, they were, they were coming from Bristol and mum and I were saying, there's no way you can drive a tractor on the motorway, but they've got this kind of souped up JCB tractor that can drive on the motorway. So <laughs> they managed to get here in really quick time. It was nice chatting with the guys when they first arrived. They said they were really excited to come back to this site because it was just so beautiful. Um, there's a girl with them uh, who works for them. And yeah, she was saying, everybody told me about how stunning it was. And I was really excited to come. So it's so nice just to hear that, you know, this place has got a reputation because obviously these guys must see hundreds of vineyards. So yeah, that was super nice. So, in further attempt to not let the weeds get the better of me like last year, I am also strimming the vineyard. So I've been going up and down with the ride on, but the time has definitely come with trellising imminent um, that I need to strim in between the vines where the mower can't reach. Just smells of petrol in here. I'm obviously slowly learning how to do everything without Nigel. Um, but we do have, for the equipment like the strimmer and the chainsaw, you need to mix petrol with oil in a little petrol can. And I haven't done that yet. And I'm on the very last bit of petrol that I need to top up the strimmer with. So I'm going to need to learn how to do that at some point today as well, like what the ratio is of mixing. I've got a hard hat with earmuffs. Why is everything so difficult? I can't even get the cap off the petrol. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so when I first uh, took the strimmer out, I topped it up with petrol and then I didn't close the cap properly. Um, and then when, when I like sort of picked it up to use, I got absolutely covered in petrol, which is obviously so dangerous. I am learning how to do everything properly and slowly and meticulously. She says dropping the cap on the floor. Yeah, I'm slowly getting better at all this stuff. So rather than bugging Nigel every two minutes for like how to do stuff, I've also been massively Googling how to start up all these things because he did show me before he left and I made numerous notes on my phone in the farm section on my notes app. Um, but when it comes to actually doing it, I found that I left out a key thing or yeah, I just wasn't, I don't know. There was too much to take on board at once. Anyway, I now know that you need to like pump the bit of oil through. There's like a little rubber sort of nipple that you need to pump the oil at least five times to kind of suck the oil into the engine for starting. There's also a choke, which I had no idea what that was. But if you're starting the machine from cold, you need to have it switched to a different position than if you're starting it from warm. So that also I didn't know. And also, I don't know why machines don't just have switches on and off. I'm sure there's a reason. But it has one of those annoying pull cord things, um, which you seem to need the knack for. So hopefully I've got the knack. So I'm going to start it up now. And let's see. Hopefully I get it right first time. So pumping it. Setting the choke. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Maybe I haven't pumped the nipple enough. Okay, pump, pump, pump. 
why does everything have to be so hard? Like even just a bit of strimming, I'm absolutely exhausted and we haven't even begun. Okay. Watch out world, I'm one step closer to becoming the master of the machines! In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this es- a bit, a bit, and this episode was edited by <laughs> And this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you guys for making this possible, and of course, thank you at home for listening. If you want to support Back to Earth, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.